Bezrat Hashem, with Hashem's loving grace, welcome to Emunah News, broadcast from Ashdod in the south of Israel. This evening is Monday, October 23rd, 11 p.m. Israel time. We reached a critical stage in the war. We no longer call this the Iron Swords War, but this is just like we had the Yom Kippur War in 1973. This is the Simchas Torah War, because I mentioned it's a Torah. It's really a struggle for Amuna, a struggle for Torah. The Simchas Torah War, that's what we call this right now. We ask ourselves a question. How can Hamas still be firing? If we look at the size of the Gaza Strip, the Gaza Strip is about geographically the same as metropolitan Washington, D.C. If you include Arlington and Silver Spring, it's about the same size. Now, imagine on metropolitan Washington, D.C., if for two solid weeks dropped tons and tons and tons of, of, of bombs, it would be completely leveled. We ask ourselves, where does Hamas get the strength to keep on firing? To this day, yes, today, we had the firing all through the south, all through the Gaza settlements, through Beersheba and Ashkelon. Where do they get the strength? Well, the strength is they're getting strength from a really unexpected area. It's called the United States of America. How could this sounds like a stiff accusation, but we'll soon see how this happens. Before I want to explain where we see this Muna news, we're not just explaining facts, what's happening, uh, what's happening in the war, what's happening in Israel but how to view them in light of Amunah, in light of our history. If we open up the book of Yechezkel, the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 29, verse 6, Ezekiel chastises the people because he tells them to make tshuva. They're about to lose the first temple. It's about to be destroyed. But the people are not worried. They're not worried about Nebuchadnezzar. They're not worried about Babylon. Uh, they say, oh, Egypt's our friend. Egypt's going to come and help us. And so the prophet Ezekiel says, he describes Egypt as mishenet kaneretsuts. Egypt is a wobbly reed. Rashi explains what's a wobbly reed. If a stick, like an oak stick, it breaks, it just breaks out, it breaks clean. But a reed, when it breaks, a reed has these tiny little reeds that come like needles and they pierce a person's hand and it's very, very damaging and it's difficult to... Uh, difficult to recover from the wound of a, a pierced reed. And so not only will the reed, what it's, Israel is leaning on, a wobbly reed, that's nothing they can lean on, but when the reed breaks, they're going to be hurt even more. And this was the prophecy that said not only when Egypt fall and Egypt will be totally run over by the Babylonians, but the Babylonians will capture Israel and Israel would be sorely injured, not only sorely injured, but they're going to lose the temple and be put into exile. We have the same thing now. In the beginning of the war, it started with a complete surprise, and there was a tremendous massacre, not to go in that, but it, it, it was no words. No words can explain the massacre and the blood and then the murdered babies and the murdered families and old people and people taken into taken alive, burned alive and taken into captive so when Israel recovered, Israel recovered like a wounded lion. And a wounded lion is the most dangerous animal in the jungle. And Israel had momentum, and they were about to win. But came along America. And America said to the prime minister, 
is that uh, if you want our aids, it cert came with it. As we spoke in last week's Emuna News with uh, the Biden Blinken betrayal, Anthony Blinken came over and really dictated to the Israeli security cabinet what to do. That there's not going to be a ground invasion. And for that ground invasion, that uh, the government and the prime minister were given a bribe of $14 billion in military aid and two warships to protect Israel. This is just a returning of history, the 29th chapter of Ezekiel, that rather than trusting in Hashem, you're trusting in the United States, which is a wobbly read. And here's exactly why. This is now a critical turning point in the war. It could very be and that the people don't understand, you won't hear this on the news, that Hamas could come out the winner. So how could Hamas come out the winner? Just now, Hamas is gaining big ground on diplomatic uh, on a diplomatic uh, realm. Hamas just this evening released two more prisoners. Who the two more prisoners was 85-year-old Yochevet Lipschitz and 80-year-old Nurit Cooper. At the time of this broadcast, that the Red Cross is receiving them at the Gaza border and uh, Israel getting them from the Red Cross. And Hamas is just showing that they're there humanitarian. Now, who is planning all this? It's not Hamas. This is Qatar. Qatar is the brain behind Hamas. The leaders of Hamas, they're in Qatar. They're not in Gaza. They live in the lap of luxury in Qatar. And Qatar is trying to bring Hamas back to legitimacy. Now, what will happen is, meanwhile, the Americans have given a few limitations to Bibi. And this was in this secret. This is a contingent on this $14 billion military grant. Number one, that Israel was not allowed to do a ground a ground excursion into, into Gaza. And you can't destroy Gaza, all the underground, the Gaza metro. It can't be destroyed without a ground incursion because uh, even the bunker busters, they don't get deep enough that Hamas has been for years and years and years taking the aid that was given to the Gazans and using that to build their bunkers by concrete and steel, reinforced steel and concrete bunkers deep under the ground. And they call it the Gaza Metro, the Hamas Metro, where the entire Hamas military leadership Everything from company commander up is under the ground. It's the simple soldiers, the smaller soldiers above ground. But the leadership is, is below ground. And there's still an estimated 10,000 Hamas fighters underground. And they can only be smoked out. And that they can't be done from that side. Now, if Israel does not do a ground excursion, like America doesn't want to do ground excursion. Meanwhile, Hamas is giving away a few, releasing a few prisoners. They've already released four, and they're making gains in world opinion. And world opinion is clamoring even more against Israel. That was that was concession number one that the U.S. demanded of Israel. Concession number two: no preemptive strike in Lebanon. So what happens now? There's a war of attrition in Lebanon. And that every day, the Israeli army says, we've killed 27 Hezbollah fighters. But we know that at least four IDF soldiers have already been killed, could be more. The names haven't been released. We don't know the exact what's going on. And four IDF soldiers, <laughs> it's, it's a 4,000. There's no limit. They're not the worth of, 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 of one Israeli soldier. Who cares the 27 of Hezbollah? That's not... A, that's a, what's called a Pyrrhic victory. That's a painful victory. That's not a victory. Okay, that's a war of attrition. So America has 
as also the second sanction that we can't make a preemptive strike in Lebanon to protect ourselves. So what it really means is unless we get hit like we did in Gaza, surprise, and the rain of missiles, and we can't go into a preemptive, preemptive strike, even though Israel has the targets, knows where the missiles are, and can knock them out. The third, America demanded that humanitarian aid, quote unquote, go into Egypt. Now, what is humanitarian aid? Go into Gaza. Humanitarian aid means that Hamas can restock itself with supplies and medicine and, and fuel, uh, even though Israel denies that bring fuel in there. But uh, the, the, some sources say that there is fuel getting in there because nothing can get into Hamas. No one, Hamas completely controls, controls Gaza and the entire population. And it's estimated at least 80% of the population supports Hamas. There's, there's, there's at least 80%. So the Hamas, what it is, is giving Hamas a time to regroup, a time to recuperate, a time to recover. And this explains why the rockets, we here in the south of Israel, are still paying the price of these rockets, even after the 17th day of the war. On the 17th day of the war, the rockets are still falling in the south of Israel. Then the fourth sanction is that America it wants to negotiate for a ceasefire. This has not been broadcast, not publicly, but it's a Netanyahu, Netanyahu, they don't want him to do a ground strike, and they don't want him to, not in, in Gaza, and they don't want him to do a preemptive strike in Lebanon because America wants to negotiate. They negotiate. Well, what America is doing is giving up a, a prize to Hamas on a platter. Now, why are they doing that? Because this is what Qatar wants. Okay, so what's America's interest with Qatar? America's interest with Qatar is Qatar and Saudi Arabia for Arab oil. They want Arab oil to keep the oil prices down, which means that on the American commodities market, as far as the American government goes, that Arab oil is more expensive than Jewish blood. <laughs> it doesn't sound nice. It's not politically correct, but that's exactly what comes from the facts. Now, what happens now? This is a war of Amuna a war of Amuna, and the Israeli government has a choice now. It was really upset yesterday when the commander-in-chief of the Israeli army, he gave a pep talk to the army, and not one time did he mention Hashem's name. Hashem's help, but this is with our might, our might. That's not the way a Jewish army has to go into war. A Jewish army to know that Hashem fights war. Says in Psalm 20 that they come with their armaments, they come with their chariots, they come with their horses. We call Hashem's name. Yes, we take up arms and we do our very best to protect ourselves. But the outcome is up to Hashem. And Hashem is, can do unbelievable miracles when we stick with Him. So, what the turning point in the war is if the Israeli government continues to heed the Americans, and right now there's not a single security decision in America and in, in Israel that's made without. American permission. This is not a, it's Israel is not a sovereign state. Israel is making a joke about the fact they have Independence Day because they're not acting like an independent nation. And they're letting America run for the, the run run all the decisions for uh, a, a few uh, a few lentils. That's one choice. Choose America. Choose the Wobbly Reed. The other choice is to choose Hashem to trust in Hashem and the entire country, the entire country wants that there should be no more Hamas and there should be peace on the Gaza area settlements and they should be able to go back 
and rehabilitate the settlements, build them anew, and live self-life. You have to understand, since 2007, 2007, that's in uh, 16 years. In 16 years, this is the fifth Gaza war. Where children have grown up and, and the bomb shelters become a part of our daily life. If America dictates the moves, there will be no ground assault. Hamas will ultimately win. They will show the Arab world that they're the champions of Islam and they're the only ones that could fight the Israelis. Hamas will not be uprooted. And like a cancer, when it's not rooted, it grows back even stronger. And the next round will be even more deadly. Next round could be with dirty weapons. And we know that the president of Israel gave proof that Hamas using chemical weapons and poisoning people with, with cyanide. It, 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 it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Hamas must be uprooted. Hamas are dark side angels. People say they're beasts, they're not human. They are not human because they are attacking angels. And the only way to beat Hamas with Hamas's 97% dark side Emuna is for us to have 98% light side Emuna. Okay, so the government of Israel, now is your decision to choose between America, the wobbly reed, or to choose Hashem. Hashem oz la moyiten. If we choose Hashem, Hashem gives might to his people and will win. But this is now the crossroads. And we pray, we pray. The whole country is coming together in unity. And the whole country is coming together in Muna. And I hope, I pray that the government of Israel and the Israel Defense Forces, that they don't disappoint us, that they trust Hashem, go in with Amunah and finish Hamas and finish the war. And we should all have peace. I say Shalom be Muhammad, that he who makes peace above should be peace below and speedily in our days. Amen. God bless. Pray for Israel.